0: Welcome back to the Sunday Night Steelers show. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. Without further ado, let's get into it. If you did not previously know, I'm a Steelers fan, and every Sunday night, I enjoy talking about the games that happened that that day. So, so today, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans, the previously undefeated Tennessee Titans, 27-24. But let's talk about why I'm worried about this Steelers team moving forward and why I think Pittsburgh being a legit contender. I would pump the brakes a little bit. I know how weird that sounds considering the fact that 6-0 playing great football, but something that concerns me and something why I think that the Chiefs are still a better team than the Steelers is that and this game was the perfect example of that every team every time Pittsburgh loses the slightest bit of momentum and gives it to and gives it to the other team Pittsburgh crumbles every single time Dude, and and this game today was the best example of that because I don't think Tennessee even deserved to be in that game Te- the Tennessee Titans were not playing good football they were not playing well at all. It was just in that second half, the Pittsburgh Steelers were playing so horrific. It was something that I could not wrap my head around. And the second half, the Pittsburgh gave up 17 points and only scored three points. The Steelers, where the momentum started to shift, was obviously the A.J. Brown 73 yard touchdown, where, yeah, should that have happened? Hell no, Minka shouldn't have hesitated there and just went right at Brown. But, okay, that happens. A.J. Brown, he is a great wide receiver. He has a lot of speed to him. That can happen. he, He is bound to beat his man at least a few times a game. But then when the offense instantly just gets three and outed multiple times, all right, I'm fucking scared. I am concerned as shit. And then on top of that, okay, so the offense just all of a sudden not doing too well. The the defense just gave up a huge play. Penalties. These these the, these Steelers had eight penalties this game for 69 yards. And I'd honestly guess that six or seven of them were were in the second half. And the most crucial one. Actually the the two most crucial Came came in the goal line stand, fourth and goal at the one. The Pittsburgh Steelers hold them from scoring, and boom! It should be Steelers ball at the one. Just a huge goal line stand. But Minka Fitzpatrick holding call on the defense. New new set of downs. The Titans scored the 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 next play, and yes, that was a good call. That was a good call. that That was a holding penalty. You simply can't do that. Then when you look at the second most impactful the second most impactful penalty was that last Steelers drive right before the interception, that play before, where it was the quick when it was the quick pass to Chase Claypool, I believe it was like third and three, third and four. And then, well, Claypool's inches short. But guess what? Off offensive pass interference. I'm not sure on who. And then the next play on third and twelve. Well Big, well, Big Ben throws it into just a sea of blue, and obviously it's going to get picked off because it was such a shitty throw. And moving from the penalties, tran- transitioning from the penalties to the next reason why I think Pittsburgh should have lost this game, why, <laughs> moving on from the penalties to the next reason why Pittsburgh could have very easily lost this game, Big Ben started playing like a bum. He started playing like a bum when Pittsburgh took, took that lead. At the end of the second half, when the long snapper and the punter made the bonehead move, boom, turnover on downs. There we go. Let's go. We can at least get a field goal here to extend the lead to 27-7 to going into halftime. That momentum would be incredible. But then... But then Big Ben just takes a deep shot, which, yes, Deontay Johnson had his man deep by a step, but there is a safety just chilling there, and he just threw it to the safety. Like, why would you take a risky throw? Just a risky throw when you can get guaranteed points here. Guaranteed some points, up 20 points going into halftime. You will go into the locker room feeling good. Yeah, yeah, we got three points on the board. We're up 27 to 7. Those fucking idiots over there. That was a muffed punt. You love it. And then that just didn't happen because he made a bonehead throw. And then the second interception, that wasn't Big Ben's fault. That was just a great defensive play to tip that up. Yada yada yada. But then the third interception on that last Steelers drive where the previously mentioned one where he threw it into the sea of blue. Why would you make that throw on third and 12 or maybe it was third and 11? All you need is 11 yards. The, the main objective of that drive was to waste clock and potentially score a touchdown, potentially score a touchdown because we didn't need to. It would have been very nice, but we didn't need to. The The main objective was to waste clock, and Pittsburgh, in 15 plays, ran the ball two times. Threw the ball 13 times on a drive where we needed to waste clock. That that just contradicts itself so easily. And then, well, on third and 12, when all you need is 12 yards, just take a shot to the end zone where it just didn't make sense it didn't make sense to make that throw. You should either just throw it out of bounds or dump it off to a running back or just just run for a few yards and then slide. Not make a throw to the end zone for no reason whatsoever except to force a throw to the end zone. Like, as much as I love Juju, he's not Calvin Johnson. He can't just make that catch. So, now, I what I'm getting at here with the whole crumbling when the other team gets any sort of momentum is deep, deep into the regular season where wins really, really start to matter. And in the playoffs, you're going to be playing teams like Baltimore and Kansas City. And those two teams thrive off of gaining momentum. That's That, that didn't sound too right. And those two teams can get momentum so easily because of their playmaking abilities. Those two teams gain momentum so easily. Of course, we saw it last year three times in the playoffs with the Chiefs, where all it takes is one big play for them to just flip the script on the entire game because their offense is built on just getting the one huge play. That's what the Chiefs offense is built upon. Is just lob it to McCall hardman or Tyreek Hill. Now on the Ravens side, Lamar Jackson is one of the best playmaking running quarterbacks ever. He can he can take off for 70 yards basically at will. His ability to make plays with his legs are is something we've we've hardly even seen before. So so now why this matters is in an AFC Championship game or in an AFC Divisional game or in a game with Baltimore to win the division, you cannot you cannot crumble when any sort of momentum is given up. Because, I mean, no disrespect to Tennessee when I say this, they had no business being in that game. Two of their touchdowns were just directly from Minka Fitzpatrick hesitating there when he should have just gone at Brown. But on the other hand, hey, shit happens. Like you can give up a big play here and there. But then after the goal line stand, where Minka just got the holding penalty, which was a very good call, yeah, Minka gave up 14 points for him. 14 points. Obviously, obviously that wasn't Minka's fault that... Obviously, that wasn't Minka's fault that A.J. Brown really, you know, beat his cornerback, but it was his fault that he didn't get tackled first, so it was only like a 15, 20-yard gain and not a 73-yard touchdown. So this game did have negatives, and it showed me something I'm very afraid of moving forward playing better and better teams, is that when the other team gets any hint of momentum versus Pittsburgh, we crumble. These these Steelers crumble with momentum. Now, where Pittsburgh shined this game, how we won this game to advance to 6-0, because, well, a win's a win, baby. And what happened this game is Pittsburgh dominated the third down, going 13-for-18. And, well, on defense, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry Did not do shit. Ryan Tannehill played sloppy as hell. And if you take away that 173 yard touchdown, he only throws for 147 yards. And Derrick Henry, 3.8 yards per carry. 3.8 yards per carry. And the one touchdown he had was a direct result to Minka having the penalty, where it obviously should have been a a a turnover on downs. So Pittsburgh's defense played incredible. We got to Ryan Tannehill. T.J. Watt got into the backfield multiple times to to tackle Derrick Henry, and it was awesome. It was so cool to see it. Moving on to the offensive side of the ball, the positives that I saw there were well, I'd say the distribution between passing. Fifteen targets to, to to Deontay Johnson coming back. 14 targets to Juju Smister to Juju. 14 targets to Juju Smith Schuster coming off of well a bad game last week. And then eight targets to Eric Ebron and five targets to James Conner. The distribution here was incredible. I wish that James Washington got more involved with the offense, and that's the same with Chase Claypool. But, hey, get, getting the ball to a guy that's a p- pure playmaker, like kind of like how Deontay Johnson is, is not a bad thing. So, I will gladly, gladly, gladly take it. Pittsburgh this game, two sacks, 6-6. Six, six, six quarterback hits and holding the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry especially to 75 yards and total yards this game. I don't have that pulled up, but that shit was barely 300. That was bare. Actually, it was actually I do have it pulled up 292 total yards. Pittsburgh dominated time of possession, getting 74 total plays, compared to Tennessee's 56 total plays. The result of the Steelers of the Steelers game does worry me because of how easily we just gave them momentum multiple multiple times. That scares the hell out of me. But moving forward, I saw the best defense in the NFL play. The best defense bar none in the NFL play play today. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, incredible what what they're doing was incredible the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers can get to quarterbacks and running backs is incredible the the Pittsburgh Steelers have now successfully held Saquon Barkley Miles Sanders besides that one big play he got but when you take away that big play Miles Sanders got his ass shut down Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt four top top to great tier running backs all held to virtually nothing. Now, I'm obviously very thankful that Steven Gostowski Goss, cannot hit a field goal that's under 50 yards. That's obviously very strange. I'm very happy that he missed that field goal. I don't like being happy to see like the other people fail. But, well, Pittsburgh was failing enough that second half, so, yeah that's that's some pretty bad reasoning but that is my reasoning that is going to do it for me today if you enjoyed this share it with your friends if not share it with your friends um 6 and 0 it feels very good to be 6 and 0 the ravens next week's going to be a that is going to be a dog fight let's get it uh yeah follow me on twitter at stutteringprods, stuttering prods that's stuttering p r o d s and on instagram at that guy who talks about the sports so yeah, I hope you enjoyed, and hope you have a great day because I have had a great day. Six and zero.